everybody, this is my wife, Molly. She's going to help me out a little bit today. Charlotte says hi. Hi, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I always like that scene from Harry Potter, this, this idea of a boggart turning into your worst nightmare. I wonder what it would be for you. We heard a few people when we played that game, a wide open ocean. Um, maybe not spiders for you, Mum, but uh, yeah, different things kind of scare us in different ways. What, what about you, Molly? What would your boggart look like? So, I am afraid of needles. Oh, um, yeah. And it is, like, bad. Like, I'll get a, um, a notice that says, hey, you're due for a yearly jab, and I'll put it off, like, six months, so that, you know, the next time it's another six months that I put it off, so it's like I get a jab every 18 months instead of a year. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate them. They're awful. <laughs> if she ever needs to get surgery, the anesthetic is going to have such an easy job because they just show her the needle and she's out. Yeah, I'm done. She'll be, she'll be gone at that point. So um, we've been looking at the Great Commission over the last four, three weeks, three or four weeks. Um, this famous passage in the end, the very last words that Jesus uses in Matthew. Um, and so I want to read it to you um, now. So Jesus came and told his disciples, his followers, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And we talked about how that's pulling all of this imagery from the Old Testament and his, the Son of Man idea that he's the king, he's the boss. He says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all of the commands that I've given you. And I'll tell you what, if there is anything that causes fear and phobias amongst Christians, it's this command from Jesus, Right? I mean, this is what makes us break out into cold sweats and to kind of keep us up at night. This idea of having to talk to other people about our faith, especially in our culture where a lot of people don't really want to hear what we have to say. And so this idea of sharing our faith, yeah, we resist it, don't we? I mean, myself included, we often resist doing this thing. It actually reminds me a lot of Moses. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Moses. You know, we kind of get this image of this guy who just, oh, thank you. You know, he goes in and he parts the Red Sea and, you know, it goes up on either side and it's majestic and he leads the Israelites through. Um, I don't know how many of you know the backstory to that, but God appeared to Moses in a burning bush and Moses basically flat out refused. And he was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not good at this. Don't make me do this, Lord. Um, and in the end, you know, the Lord was very persuasive and kind of got angry with him. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's a, he, he resisted. He, he, he wasn't a natural at it. You want to read the verse? Oh, yes, I should probably read the verse for you guys. All right, so this comes from Exodus chapter 3, which is in the Old Testament, verse 11. And it says, But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Poor guy, he was probably scared out of his wits. <laughs> He's not the only one, too. There was another hero of the Bible named Joshua. Joshua is known for his horn. His horn probably wasn't made out of paper, but getting an ancient ram's horn at short notice is really, really hard. So, but he had this horn, and he was this amazing guy who led the people of Israel, the people that Moses uh, led out of Egypt. He led them into the promised land, walked right up to Jericho, this big fortified city, and just kind of went, 
and all of the walls came down, came crumbling down. That's pretty impressive work. But again, when he was asked to do that by God, he resisted as well. We don't get a, a verse that kind of shows his resistance, but you can tell by how many times he's told to be strong and courageous. It's like eight times over two chapters or something like that. People keep saying, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous already, because he obviously was really afraid. And I think he resisted taking on that job as well. Mm. Well, and there's another guy in the Bible called Gideon. And again, you know, this is supposed to represent, you know, like the pots. You remember the Midianites, they were attacking. And Gideon, you know, God says, hey, I need you to lead the Israelite army. And he goes, no, 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 I'm the least, you know, I'm not important. Ask somebody else. But, you know, God said, no, you are the one that I've chosen to do this. Um, so... His story is in um, Judges chapter 6, verse 14 to 15, and it says, Then God turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I'm sending you. But Lord, Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. Yeah, and you know what? His story, too. God took a, an army... Of was like 12,000 or something like mm. that. 30,000. He had 30,000 men mm. to fight against 135,000. So he was like, the, the odds, odds were against still, him at yeah. the beginning. And then God said, nah, you've got too many people. I'm going to cut this down to 300 guys. And you don't need swords. You just need pots and, and, and torches. And torches. And that's yeah. all I gave. So yeah, I can understand why I was afraid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's kind of, a, yeah, intimidating. Oh, uh, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll use my clicker. <laughs> Katie's doing an amazing job. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I have a clicker now, guys. <laughs> hour. And, yeah, we talked about those. You guys have worksheets and stuff, but I love the silent, you know, sign language. <laughs> all right, shall we get back? So we got three guys here, three heroes of the Bible, did huge things for God, amazing things for God, right? They were all scared. All of them resisted what God wanted them to do because they were afraid. They didn't think they were good enough. They didn't think they had what it takes. They didn't think they were qualified enough. All of that, right? Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar at all? We often feel the same way, don't we? When God says, hey, I've got this really big job for you to do, and it is a big job. I want you to tell the world about me. I want you to go out, share the love excuse me, that I've given to you, I want you to give that love to other people. I want you to serve them, even though they may not be easy to serve. I want you to talk to them, even though they may not like what you're going to say. You know, I want you to go and do this huge thing. And we're like, are you sure you want me? Because I'm kind of useless. And I'm not very good at talking to people. And I don't, I'm not great at sharing my story. And I'm really afraid. And please send someone else. And I'm going to kind of bury my head in the sand a little bit because it's a bit too much. What's interesting, though, is that the story of Moses and Joshua and Gideon, they were all afraid. They all resisted. But then something changed, right? Something happened that shifted them away from, no, I can't do it, to, okay, fine, I will go and do it. What was that? What was that moment 
when they said, all right, fine, I will go and do it. Let's have a look. Those three stories. We'll start with Moses. What did God say to Moses directly after he's like, no, not going to happen? All right, so God's response to Moses is in Exodus chapter 3, verse 12. And God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you've brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Okay. Well, what about Joshua? How did God convince Joshua to lead these people of Israel? Mm. So Joshua, God's response, comes from Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. He says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fall... So he will neither fail you, nor will he abandon you. He probably won't fall either. No, he probably won't fall. Very stable. <laughs> so, all right, what about Gideon then? Mm-hmm. What was God's response right after Gideon said, I'm the least of my family, I'm useless, send someone else? What did God say? All right, so God says to Gideon, the Lord said to him, this is from Judges 6, verse 16, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Hmm. Can you see a common theme here? Can anyone tell me the one thing that is across all of them? Maddie. God will be with you. That's what he said. And when it finally sunk into them that that was actually true, they went forward and they changed the world. Yeah? So, it really shouldn't surprise us when Jesus comes and steps forward and he says, I've got a big job for you. I'm going to send you out to the ends of the earth. I'm going to ask you to do something that seems impossible. He knew we would resist that. He knew that we would have trouble with it. He knew that we would be afraid. So he didn't even wait for us to put up an argument. He didn't even wait for us to kind of arm and ah and come up with an excuse. He comes right out, and at the end of the Great Commission, he says these words. Be sure of this. Read it with me. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you always. I am with you. God is with you when he sends you out. This is our promise. And I believe this can, let us, it can help us put our fear aside it can keep us from letting that fear hold us back, letting our feeling of inadequacy hold us back. If God is with us, the Bible says, who could be against us? If God is with us, what is there that we cannot do? All right, I am terrible at basketball, right? I can't do it. If I was going on court and I was up against the team, I'd lose. Unless my teammate was LeBron James, right? (laughs) then I got a pretty decent shot, right? This is it. This is the dynamic that we have here. We are never alone. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how experienced or inexperienced you are as a Christian. I don't care what God has asked you to do. I don't, well, I do care. I I care very deeply about those things. (laughs) But it doesn't matter what the situation is. We can do anything because God is with us. We will be afraid. God doesn't say, I will take your fear away. We will have fear because God asks us to do big things. 
He does ask us to do big things. But we never need to let that take over, do we? Because God is always in control. He will always be with us. He's always by our side. In fact, if you look at the stories of Moses and Joshua and Gideon, they not only did God go with them, but he's actually the one that did all the work. You know, like yeah. with Moses, he's, God's the one that sent the ten plagues. Moses didn't send the ten plagues. Um, and God is actually the one that parted the Red Sea. You know, Moses held up his stick, but God's the one that pulled the water aside. With Joshua, you know, Joshua, he had to march around that city seven times. But Walking God's... Is hard. It is hard. But God's the one that brought yeah. the walls down. You know, and with Gideon, you know, we've got this guy who he's got the odds stacked against him. There is no question that God is the one that sent the confusion to the Midianite army. And just he's the one who is all powerful and he's the one that did all the work. <laughs> so we can know that as we share our faith with others, not only is God standing right there beside us, but he's actually the one doing all the work. Yeah. Um, and he's the one, all we have to do is say what he's you know, told us to say or love who he's told us to love. And he will do the one, he's the one who does all the heart change. Mm. Um, so this kind of is wrapping up our, our Beyond series, yep, right? Yep, this is the last, uh, no, so, next week is the last one. Oh, on sorry. Beyond series. So, yeah. yeah, so we're in this Beyond series and um, we're moving into this Love Thy Neighborhood push, um, which will be our focus for the next year. Um, and I just want to encourage you guys to be strong and courageous um, because God is with you. And like Hamish said, you know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Mm, um, absolutely. I want to also encourage you to look to your children. It has been amazing to watch their faith develop. But not only that, hear stories of how they've shared their faith at school. Kids are so incredibly brave. And they don't worry about this. It's just an authentic faith and it's just really inspiring um but yeah i think intrinsically that they they just know that yeah. god is with them they have this innocence mm. to them that why wouldn't someone want to hear this because mm. yeah. i love it and so of course they would love it and I, I, that's amazing they kind of put us to shame sometimes so they do. we can take some <laughs> encouragement from that all right we just wanted to to take that time today to just encourage you just to remember you know whether you're young or whether you're older whether you've been a Christian for a short amount of time or a long period of time, it's easy to forget some of these simple yet powerful promises that God gives us. He's with us. He's with you. He's with each and every one of you. He's on your side. He is for you. Not against you. He is for you. So we can go and we be confident and we can do the things He wants us to do knowing that we're never alone. Let me pray. Lord, I just thank you so much that you are with us. You're always with us, no matter what's going on. And you send us out to do hard things, Lord, but you never send us out alone. You never send us like you're sitting back, sitting with a, a bag of chips and watching us struggle by ourselves. You are right there with us. In fact, as Molly says, you are the one doing all of the real work. We're just honored to be a part of it. So help us to have that confidence as we think about the way that we share what you have given us to the people around us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.